0: Welcome to Evolve, Mastery for Leading a New World, with CEO and award-winning author Yvette Bethel. This podcast is dedicated to supporting leaders with a variety of solutions to build trust, inspire authentic change, and improve morale within your organization. Learn how to grow your people, build your culture, and transform your results. Welcome to Evolve mastery for leading the new world. I'm your host, Yvette Bethel, and this week's episode is called Growth Through Decision-Making. There is a whole spectrum of possibilities when it comes to decision-making authority. In organizations that value structure and control, policies and procedures form a framework for day-to-day work. Policies range from very granular, dictating all imaginable actions. Others are flexible enough to allow discretion, yet provide structure. Then there are organizations that have no structure at all. When there's no structure, employees who need it suffer and complain. Those who don't may be comfortable in this environment or suffering in silence. Decision-making is sometimes hoarded as a tool of power. This approach to decision-making can cause persons affected by the decisions to feel coerced. In other organizations, decisions empower employees and lead to engagement. In actuality, decision-making can be a tool for growth, allowing leaders opportunities to try new ideas, involve others, and learn from their mistakes. There are various levels of complexity of decisions within an organization. There are strategic decisions often made by the executive team and board of directors. Then there are decisions that can happen within parameters set by the strategic plan. These are program decisions that are guided by the organizational chart, job descriptions, policies and procedures. Finally, their personal decisions that impact employees, both at the personal and team levels. Situational leadership is important when it comes to decision making because while some employees prefer to have decisions made for them, others prefer the freedom to make decisions for themselves and participate in decision making for the team. Involving others in decisions is an invaluable practice. Not only for the previously mentioned reasons, but also because when a decision-maker is not directly involved in the process being decided upon, he cannot possibly consider all the important factors. Additionally, their decisions can be influenced by external pressure to get the work done, causing them to overlook important considerations. Another reason why including others in decision-making is helpful is because it serves to disperse power among many, empowering more persons at once. No longer is the decision owned by a single person. It's shared and bought into by the team, and when the chemistry of the team creates unity, the quality of the decisions can improve. When the intentions of persons making decisions is to serve the greater good, this frees the organization from the grip of power games. And power games prevail. Decisions can be coercive. They can be weak, they can be late, or they can be right on time. Serving the greater good requires a shift from personal agendas. And this is no easy feat. Important and complex decisions should integrate as many points of view as possible, especially when a quality decision is the desired outcome. This means team members should feel safe to participate, not having to choose their words carefully. This operates best when co-workers are capable of objectivity. They don't allow emotion to cloud their judgment, nor do they become so devoid of emotion they cannot allow empathy into the situation. In other words, decisions should be balanced with just the right amount of empathy and objectivity. Leaders need cognitive skills for critical thinking and critical thinking is an essential component of decision making. Building sound critical thinking skills can lead to powerful question generation use of available information, assumption evaluation, and understanding of the implications of alternative actions. Overused critical thinking skills can lead to decision paralysis and bottlenecks. There are persons who have been praised or burned for making decisions. Others have been rewarded or punished for not making decisions. As a leader, decisions are unavoidable. Some are programmed by policies and traditions, and others are more complex, falling outside the scope of the familiar. When making decisions, the first step is to recognize the fact that you need to make a decision. While this may seem obvious, sometimes leaders don't perceive the opportunity, or sometimes they do, but they don't perceive that they have the power to impact the circumstances. The third category of persons perceive the opportunity and use it to drive progress. Once you perceive the need, the next step is to analyze the problem, then decide on the criteria that needs to be met in order for alternatives to be generated. At this stage, a decision can be made. Sometimes decisions are made after no alternatives were considered. At other times, alternatives are presented, but it's clear that there's only one choice. In some circumstances, none of the alternatives are ideal. If this is the case, you can try to redefine the problem or criteria for success before settling for the best of substandard options. Decision-making cannot happen in a vacuum. Leaders should possess effective communication skills ensuring decisions are clear and received at the right time with the right tone. Decisions should be presented in a way that's mindful of the equilibrium of the team, sustaining engagement and possibilities for growth. Thank you for joining me at Evolve, Mastery for Leading a New World. Join me this and every Monday for a new episode. In the meantime, remember... Making decisions is a path to your growth as a leader. Thanks for listening to Evolve, Mastery for Leading a New World. Visit YvetteBethel.com to learn more about Yvette's leadership programs and to download her free gift, Success Tips for Igniting Your Career.